Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, it is wisdom that's been with us for a long time. To truly understand someone, walk a mile in their shoes. The brand new movie Switched takes two young women and after a memorable prayer, gives them the chance to quite literally trade places in life. Dear God, please show Katie Sharp what it's like to walk a day in my shoes. Walk a day in my shoes. What is going on? You have my face. This is impossible. What are we supposed to do? Go to school? Now this meaningful message, available now on the streaming platform PureFlix, is told on the screen by a tremendous team that includes writer and producer Alexandra Boylan. And Alexandra joins us today to share the heart of the movie and trace her own extraordinary story that uniquely shaped her effort to combat bullying with the love of Jesus that's central to the movie Switched. What a great thing it is to have you here today, Alexandra. How's the day treating you so far? The day is wonderful. I'm actually uh, currently in New York, uh, Brooklyn, New York, and it, the sun is shining and I'm grateful for that. Marvelous. That's tremendous. That is absolutely tremendous. Congratulations on the movie. First of all, Alexandra, I mean, viewers have mentioned finding echoes of really everything from Freaky Friday, even Mean Girls. Uh, I've even heard people talking about echoes of It's a Wonderful Life in a way. But there is so much redemption to be found here. And the heart of this story is actually very personal to you. Can you talk about why you wanted to tell this story? I was bullied very bad growing up. Because I was the minister's kid, I didn't get to kind of go shopping the way the other kids did. And I Mm. used to go to the basement of the church, and I would pick from hand-me-downs. And then I would go to school, and I would be tormented. And and that stuff, A, it stays with you. When you get bullied, the the things that we say at a young age can really stay with someone for a long time. And, And I always thought, if these kids could walk a day in my shoes, like literally live my life and know what it's like to go down and have to pick from other people's clothes. Would they have empathy for me? Would they, would they be kind to me? Would they not make fun of me if they knew what it was like to be me? And that was such the inspiration of how do we really show someone that we don't know what anyone is going through until we walk a day in their shoes. Well, you point your finger on it right there. One of the key messages really is about bullying, which is such a tremendous issue. And it just breaks your heart uh, when you hear the stories. And the shape of the story that you tell really offers this hope, though, which is everywhere, that if you can heal the heart of the bully, you stop the chain reaction of bullying itself. Why that message? And how do your characters portray that hope in the story? Yeah, well, that is one of the the biggest things that we wanted people to walk away from this story was, could we heal the heart of a bully? And in the film, we the girl who gets bullied ends up walking a day in the shoes of a bully, and she finds out what that girl's home life is like and why she has all this pressure on her to be a certain way. And then she comes to school and she lashes out. 
and we, ta- we, we address that. There's always a reason someone's a bully. It means their heart is broken. It means they're not being heard. Maybe somewhere else um, they've been hurt and they just are lashing out. But if you could actually listen to them and help them, then you could heal them and then they would stop the need of bullying other people. Talk a little bit about putting this cast together because I love that you have veteran actors that will recognize and so many up and coming new talents as well. Uh, how do you go about putting together a cast like this and what was special about this group of artists that you were able to put together? Uh, this was so special. Uh, we actually worked with an incredible casting directors on this movie and we, um, I can't even tell you just like when we, when we step out in faith, we let really let God guide us because we had casted two different actresses for the lead, the Cassandra and Katie characters. And a week before filming, those girls dropped out and we thought it was so (laughs) devastating, but it wasn't because God was bringing in Maya and Madeline and they were really the perfect girls for these parts. And all the actors really, embody the the message of the story they were people who lead with love they um when i met denise richards on set day one she came up and hugged me and thanked me for the script and said i have teen girls this is the legacy i want to leave behind for them and same with john schneider and everybody who came on board had a heart to tell this story and wanted to um, make it the best movie ever. In fact, all the girl, the teen girls all lived together in a house, and every night they would watch a teen girl movie in the little movie theater in the house, and it mm. inspired them to want to go to set every day and make a movie that would have a message that would, would spread for years and years to come. That they'll, They were like, maybe in 20 years some kid will watch this, and I was like, how awesome would that be if we had that longevity? I love that so much. Well, it... You just mentioned it briefly at the open of that answer, but as a producer and as a a filmmaker, is there anything that really compares to that experience of having your two lead characters just days before you start to film all of a sudden disappear? I mean, that that seems like a pretty epic moment. It was. You know, this this was my fourth faith-based film, and I have to say... So many things have happened on my phone sets that have been similar where something was removed, but then we found out that God was removing it because he was going to bring in something better. Mm. And the more that we, the more that we experience that in our life, the more that we like release our will to God's will and go, okay, whatever God wants is definitely going to be better than what I want. Mm. I don't really worry anymore. I mean, it kind of stresses you out because you're a week from filming and you need an actor in front of the camera. But we just pray about it, and we just go, okay, God's going to do something great, and he always does. He always swoops in with something better. But that's come from, for me, that's come for years of experience. My first mm. movie said I probably would have crumbled and cried and freaked out, and now, as being more of a veteran filmmaker, I'm like, okay, it's because God is removing it to bring something better, and that could be used for all of aspects of our life. Wow, what a great response. That. That works for all of us, doesn't it? Not just the filmmakers among us. Thank yes, you so much for not that. Just the filmmaker. <laughs> Alexandra Boylan with us today on the road. She's an award-winning filmmaker, a writer, and an actress who co-founded Mustard Seed Entertainment and wrote and produced the new movie Switched, available now on the Pure Flix streaming platform. And if you're interested, by the way, in a chance to see this movie and a lot of other really tremendous uh, entertainment, we have two 
three-month Pure Flix subscriptions to give away. And all you have to do to enter is head to MyFaithRadio.com, look for On the Road, and you can send us a note from the form right there at MyFaithRadio.com. Just give us your name and your email address, and you'll be entered in a chance to win. We spent a good bit of time already talking about bullying, which is such at the heart of this film. But you talk about uh, something specifically that is so widespread as well, Alexandra, which is cyberbullying itself. And the thing about cyberbullying that I think separates it a little bit is the accessibility. You know, it is so easy to sit down at a keyboard and without a person in front of our face to start typing out just cruel, terrible things about them in cyberspace. What was it like to dig into that more in your story and just sort of realize anew how weirdly true that can be really for all of us? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, when I was a kid, you got bullied, you went home, you cried in the backyard, and a couple of days it blew over. Right. <laughs> and yeah. nowadays, kids, things they cannot escape this. They, they go home, it's on their devices. Um, I also think a big thing that we talk about movie is that once you put something out there, you can't ever get it back. So if you put out something cruel, you can think you can delete it, but you can't. Somebody could have screenshot it. Somebody could have shared it. So the responsibility of being kind and leading with love and always choosing um, to, to put out something wonderful is so important because once you put out something negative, you can't take it back and you don't know the ripple effect that it could have on that person's life. And like you said, you could sit there and, and shout out mean things and never see the person that it affects because you're on a computer screen. And nowadays, even with the past year that's happened, we were like, wow, God's timing for this movie could have been more perfect. It mm. went out at a time where kids were even more so isolated, put into their rooms and their houses where their whole world moved to the computer. And we thought, oh, man, I'm so glad that we integrated this into the story to say how important it is that really think before you put something mean out there because you don't want to have a ripple effect that could last a lifetime of hurt for somebody. And if you put out something kind, that ripple effect could change someone's life for the good. You know, I've read that you've pointed this out as a favorite line in the dialogue, and I found it to be the same personally. The quote is, before you idolize or bully someone, imagine what it's like to live a day in their life. And yeah, what is, it's profound enough even just to read it, but you really are able to allow us to live that out on screen. Uh, talk a little bit about mm-hmm. just the significance of that, that character saying that and just how it really ripples throughout this picture. Some of the messages that we get from kids is actually that they've watched the film and said, this movie made me really recognize the things that I have in my life that I've taken for granted because I'm so busy looking at somebody else's life. And we wanted to say that just as much as bullying somebody, it's also detrimental to idolize them because you don't know if they're only putting up the highlight stories of their life. You don't know what's really going on. And if you stepped into their life, you might really realize, oh, wow, I'm idolizing the wrong person because that's not as great. And that's why it's so important to have conversations with people. We say that in the movie too, instead of talking about them, talk to them. You know, so much of, you know, talking behind people's back is terrible. If you could just connect to that person, like these two girls who find common ground in the movie because they actually start talking to each other and Mm -hmm. have a relationship and realize that, 
they're not as different as they thought they were. And they end up, like we say in the movie, you might find an unexpected friend you didn't know you'd have. And I think idolizing is making kids depressed. Even as an adult, I'll look at someone's Instagram and feel like, wow, their life is so much better than mine. But that, and that, all that does is feel the joy of my own life because I'm not focusing on the things that I do have that are wonderful. And we really wanted to put that in the film and, and express that and, and show that so that they could take that away. It's such a great point. And it really, it really made me think as I watched the movie too, because, you know, previously it's always been hard to grow up, you know, this adolescent time mm-hmm. of life is tough for all of us. But, you know, mm-hmm. when, when we talk about idolizing, I mean, back in the day, you know, you'd idolize whatever you were interested in, you know, whether it's a starting pitcher for your favorite major league team or <laughs> an actress or, or director, whatever you're interested in. But now, I mean, you can do that with your own peers. I mean, the popular kids at school, yeah. it is just so nuts to be a kid these days. It really is. It really is. And, um, and there's just so much noise coming at them constantly, you know, constantly um, being bombarded with information about people that I can't even imagine when I was a kid, you know. And also, when we were kids, you more kind of like got a magazine and idolized maybe a celebrity and you really didn't know. And I think one of the interesting things that my sister talked a lot about when we were writing this script was that she, we wanted to really encourage parents to find out what their kids are doing on social media and find out who are they being influenced by, which is something we address and switch. You know, these parents don't know what their daughter is doing on social media. And we wanted to encourage parents to, like, sometimes kids are talking about an Instagram follower as though they're their friends. And I remember my sister saying my da- her daughter had said, talked about this person as though it was a kid in their school, and it wasn't. It was an influencer, and she was like, huh, I better go check out that Instagram page because I want to see what my daughter's being influenced by. And parents need to get involved and, and, not, and don't be afraid to say, you know, let me take a look at your phone. Who are you looking at? Who's influencing you? Because we are a young age. We're so malleable. You know, the things we see are really having an effect on us. So we address that in the movie too, that we tell Mm -hmm. parents, get involved. Don't just, don't just turn away, find out what they're doing. So you can say, you know, I don't think that's a very good influence on your life. We should find a more positive, a positive influence, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Alexandra Boylan is with us today on the road for faith radio. Ryan Thomas here with you. We've been talking about the movie Switched, the brand new film, the feature film available on the Pure Flix streaming platform. If you'd like an opportunity to win a free three-month subscription to Pure Flix, by the way, all you have to do is head to MyFaithRadio.com, look for On the Road, and you can send us a note right there from the contact form and say, hey, here's my name, here's my email address. I would love to have a chance to win that Pure Flix subscription. So we've been talking about the great story of Switched. You have an incredible story yourself, Alexandra. You really do. And there are two decisions that really stick out to me in your story. The first one, you moved to Los Angeles from Boston when I believe you're just 19 years old. It's sort of the classic American story in a way because you want to go there to catch your big break. You're fascinated by film, television. It's an epic decision to make when you're 19. How did it play out? Oh, yeah. I have such a stereotypical 
awesome person who moved to Hollywood to try to make it as an actress. <laughs> I moved there when I was 19, literally a little whippersnapper. I drove out there in my Toyota Corolla with big hopes to be the next big movie star. And I spent 10 years really failing, 10 years getting kicked around, uh, 10 years, my life kind of derailing. And um, in 2009, I literally woke up thinking, oh my gosh, if I keep doing this with my life, if I keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, I'll be 40, 50, 60 with nothing to show for my life. Mm. And I literally said to God, all right, I am going to resurrender my life to you. And I packed my bags in 2009 and I moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I, I said to God, I will do whatever you want for my life because whatever I am doing is not working. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I prayed about it and I ended up getting hooked up to all these um, independent filmmakers in New Mexico who wanted to make stuff. And I started making my own. I stopped waiting for people to choose me as an actor and I started creating my own project. And then in, I, I had made a, a, a small, uh, I made a small feature film that ended up selling. I moved back to Los Angeles. And then in 2013, God called me to make faith-based films. And we, we had the opportunity to make Catching Faith, but I actually did not have enough money to make the movie and to keep my Hollywood apartment. And I believe that God had put this call in my life. And I put everything I own in storage and I gave up my apartment and I lived on the road for a full year in order to make Catching Faith a reality. <laughs> and God has blessed me so much since just that one little leap of faith for him that I have never, ever looked back. And I've been like, whatever you want for my life, God, I'm in it to win it with you. Because when we follow God's plan, it truly is better than our own plan. You know, it strikes me. It's really easy to say that, you know, to know that God's, yeah. Oh yeah, it's really easy to say it, but I love that you lived it and took that step of faith. Yeah, when people say to me it's hard, I'm like, it is hard. I literally lived on couches and out of one suitcase for a year. It wasn't an easy thing. It wasn't very glamorous either. You know, people thought, oh, you're a movie maker. I'm like, yeah, if you only knew, I'm sleeping on my sister's couch right now to make a movie. (laughs) Well, out of this really leap of faith comes Mustard Seed Entertainment and yeah. Tell us a little bit about working with your sister, making these films together, and you also share this bit of purpose. It's basically a mission statement, really. Uh, you say we can either reflect a broken culture or we can create a culture that shows how life could be better. Tell us about the heart of mm-hmm. Mustard Seed Entertainment. Yes, yeah, so Mustard Seed Entertainment was burst out of the thought of having a little we did not have a lot. We had a very small budget for our first movie. Like I said, there, I didn't even pay myself. Um, but we believed that if you stepped out in faith, God could move a mountain for you. And he has taken our very small seeds of faith and grown them to be mountains, to be oak trees. Like we're like, where we are small, God is great. So I give God my little tiny acts of faith and he blows me out of the water with what he did. I mean, Catching Faith has been seen all over the world. We were invited to Cuba on a movie tour. Um, we get messages from Colombia, South Africa, all over the world. And that's really where Mustard Seed, the name really came from the fact that we didn't have much, but we stepped out in faith and said, well, we have a little bit, so we will offer God a little 
and God has just made it so great. And um, and I love the quote that you said because that's one of my favorite quotes. In fact, when we won the Movie Guide Awards for Best Screenplay, when I went up on stage to get the award, that's what I said. I said, as enter- you know, we have a huge responsibility in the entertainment space when we're speaking for the Lord. And we do, we have the ability to create, to reflect a broken culture or create a culture of ease with love. We can make movies all day long that show what's wrong with the world, but why don't we make movies that show people how to live a better life? Like, it could be better if we do this, and that's what we're trying to do with our films, is to encourage people to walk with the Lord. It isn't always easy, but, but, it, uh, but we want to show people in real life, living every day for the Lord, how the importance of family, the importance of our values, like we, and also for me, like one of my biggest dreams was switched was to make God cool to young people. When I was a kid, I had Amy Grant. She made music, hip and cool and Christian Mm. music. And I want to do that with movies. I want kids to watch our films and go, huh, I'm going to go read the Bible because that was really cool. You know, we got to make it relevant so that they want to find Jesus Christ because he is alive today a living god and he's cool and he's hip i love that i love that so much well it's it's fascinating to be able to ask you this question from your perch which is such a unique perspective because i think you know people look back to the passion of the christ right and really Mm. these past 20 25 years as being a renaissance in faith-based filmmaking like this time when Hollywood is discovering, oh my word, not only are these stories well told, not only is there this new generation that's making these films with great cinematography, great production value, but they can also make a lot of money for us as well. Where do you see that we are now on that continuum? Is there still that forward momentum, that real openness in Hollywood to faith-based films, or or maybe is that overstating it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um because I, I feel like in Hollywood, God isn't cool, and that can be very frustrating, you know? Like, we're not the hippest people in the room, I think, but um, there are a lot of Christians in Hollywood. A lot of—I uh, work with uh, the Hollywood Prayer Network and Karen Clavel, which is connecting Christians in Hollywood, connecting us to each other so that we can—because you get persecuted. I spent a lot of time getting persecuted, but I had my friends to support me to encourage me to continue to walk in and say, even if everybody says no to my project, I, it's what God wants. I can't give up. I have to keep going and I have to find a way to get it made so that God can, can, can change people's life with it. So it's, it, it's tricky. You know, I, I, I think there, there's, there's kind of a little, uh, given, give and take with, with, um, Hollywood's love hate relationship with Christian films. Mm. It's like, they know it makes money, but they also don't want to be associated with it in a lot of ways. I've, I've done some big studio meetings where I could tell they would say to me that they wanted a Christian movie, but they didn't really want a Christian movie. They just wanted a value-based movie. And I was like, sure. well, that's not the same as putting your stamp of God on this. Um, so, you know, but what's great is that there is so many independent ways to make movies, to raise private investment, which is what we've done. We've had Christian investors who believe in our movies and then all of our films are so good that we've made all of our movies independently where we raise private investment and then we go on to sell the movie to a studio and we've sold, you know, and even when we worked with like RLJ releasing, which bought catching faith, 
they were blown away by how well that movie performed and they recognized, wow, there is a value here. So mm. we just have to keep doing it and people will recognize that when you work for the creator of the universe, he can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Simple truth, but so profound from Alexandra Boylan. <laughs> who's been with us today on the road. She's an award-winning filmmaker, writer, and actress. She co-founded Mustard Seed Entertainment, and she wrote and produced the new movie, Switched. She also appears in it as an actress. How about that? It's available now on the Pure Flix streaming platform. And by the way, we've got two three-month Pure Flix subscriptions to give away. If you want to enter for a chance to win, you could just head to MyFaithRadio.com, look for On the Road, and send us a note with your name and email address from the contact form right there at myfaithradio.com. What an absolute treat to get to talk today. Uh, Alexandra, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations once again on such a well-made film. And uh, really, I mean, is the best place to go just to go and head to PureFlix? I know there's a website as well. Yeah, yes. Um, PureFlix has it streaming exclusively. Uh, you can go to switchedmovie.com. Also, all the resources. We have uh, youth group studies. We have Lead with Love journals. Lead with Love challenge. We have a high school curriculum. We have a whole companion materials that go along with that film. So if you want to watch the movie with your family, go to switchedmovie.com, download the resources, and you can all take the conversation even further through the youth group studies and the books. And also, if you want to visit my website, mustardseedent.com, you can t- take a look at all of the films that we've made, and uh, they're actually all streaming on PureFlix as well. Tremendous. All right. MustardSeedENT.com, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. Well, it really has been just a lot of fun to get to know you today, Alexandra. Thanks so much for taking us through your story, introducing us to the film, giving us a look behind. It was really fun having you here. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for supporting this movie. It's a special one. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.